0: Good morning. It's Danger Dan, and this is a special edition of Danger Dan's Talk Shop. Over the next couple weeks, I will be putting out podcasts that I recorded in Milwaukee at Mama Tried for the Mama Tried Flat Out Podcast, Flat Out Friday Podcast Takeover. That's right. I brought in some amazing guests. We sat down in the green room at the bottom, or in the back, or the the secret place at the Eagles Rave Ballroom. And, uh, man, it was awesome. This first episode is with Brad Richards, head of design over at Harley-Davidson. We had a great conversation, and it was really cool getting to know Brad. And I can't wait to see where, you know, our relationship takes us in the future. So, man, without further ado, no, I'm just kidding. We got some things to go over because there's some bitchin' dates coming up. Uh, The next big one is EDR, San Felipe. The Built El Diablo run. I will see you in San Felipe. After that, we're going to Tennessee for the Motorcycle Music Revival, at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. There's a bunch of badass shit going on. The Bling Cycles Invitational, uh, the ADV Experience, a music lineup like they've never had before. You do not want to miss this event. So, I will see you in Tennessee. Um, this show is brought to you by MC Shop Teaser, t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month, we feature a different shop, and we do a one-off t-shirt that is only available to subscribers. You can sign up, pay monthly, or you can buy three, six, and 12-month subscriptions. This month's featured shop is Speed Deluxe, dude. This rad shop puts on a cool event called the, the Vintage 1000 which is branched out into a bunch of other smaller races slash runs that they do and uh cool shop. They specialize in, you know, vintage dirt bikes, Harley Davidson's and all things fucking rad. So, Looking forward to seeing those shirts hit the mailboxes. It's uh, it's not black and it's not white, so we got a color change up this month, and I'm super stoked. Next month's featured shop is Indian Larry Motorcycles with artwork by Darren McKee. Super fucking rad. Go sign up. Uh, you got to be signed up before this month is over to guarantee you get one of those T-shirts. So, mcshoptees.com. Uh, the show is also brought to you by... Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right, dude. I will be guiding my first trip. I'll be doing it with Bear, but this will be like the first time I'm like, you know, got a little bit more responsibilities. Uh, Making sure that you guys all have a great time. We're going to Nepal, November 1st through the 13th. Go to Motorcycle Sherpa for more information or to sign up. If you would like a chance at winning a trip, go to com. There's a $5 Patreon support tab where you can donate five bucks a month. It will put you in the drawing at the end of the year. For every five bucks you donate, your name will get put into a hat and you'll have a chance at winning a trip. or an expedition thanks to motorcycle sherpa each month i also draw a hundred dollar gift card winner for lowbrowcustoms.com that's right they support me and can support you too lowbrowcustoms.com check them out okay let's get into this podcast with brad richards and mama tried flat out friday podcast takeover This is Danger Dan, and you are watching the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday podcast, except for this weekend I have taken over the broadcast. And I do apologize, we were going to do this on a stage and let you guys witness it, but I took over and just started calling the shots and brought us down into the green room here at the Rave Ballroom. The Rave, the Eagles Ballroom. Uh, this show is brought to you by Harley Davidson. They uh, they stepped up and helped me get my Pan America back from South America so that you could see it this weekend at the Mama Tried event. Uh, today's first guest is Brad Richards. He's head of design over at Harley Davidson, and uh, man, we talk about everything from his first Indian flathead to you know how they w- the the process in going from. You know, the idea of building a new adventure bike to, you know, you know, the steps that it took to get it on the streets and in my hands. Uh, It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, Today, all the guests are going to get a helmet from Bell, which is really rad. I mean, you got to cover that dome when you're rolling down the road. So if you want to hear any more of my podcast, you can go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com or look up Danger Dance Talk Shop anywhere you listen to podcasts. And let's get into this segment with Brad Richards. Brad Richards. Yeah. It's nice to have you. Dan, what's your last name? Hard Dick. Hard Dick? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. H-R-D-I-C-K. All right. Hard Dick. Where are you from? Texas. Nice. He just immediately took over. See that? He's like, see, it's live. Oh, now I got this. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. (laughs) No, that's one thing I love. I don't do a great job sometimes, like preparing people, but... That's how I want this to go. I don't want it to be like, I'm not interviewing you. We're just catching up. Yeah. These guys are making it weird, but we'll just ignore them and I got it. just go Let's on. It.
1: Well, I've always wanted to meet you. Um, I think you have one of the most interesting Instagram feeds I've seen. It's it's and, curated that way. And I and you were put like a of f- lot of work into it. You were one of the first guys to embrace Pan America in a, in a Harley-Davidson way. Yeah. And when I say that, like in a traditional core Harley-Davidson way.
0: Well, you know, and that's it, interesting because... I, uh, I didn't ever think the motor company would put out a new bike that I wanted. You know, yeah. like I just didn't. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. fucking love my chopper and yeah, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. some vintage dirt bikes, you know, like I was, Yeah. yeah. you know, but then really what happened was is a guy from BMW sent me an email okay. and he was like, hey, you want to come wreck our motorcycles? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So he yeah. set up a deal in California at Rawhide Place. Oh, yeah.
1: Rawhide. That's and right. I rode
0: my chopper from Texas in we December. In yeah. And then when I showed up on the chopper, they were like, "What? Who the fuck is this guy on a Harley?" You know? Mm -hmm. And they look it up and they're like, "Fuck, BMW's paying for all this. Like he just gets to wreck the motorcycles." Right. Right. And I left there going, "Holy fuck, that bike's amazing!" Like I, Mm -hmm. it just opened my mind up. And then, you know, really, I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a BMW GS," you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was riding, I was going to Daytona later that spring. And I, went, I was headed to the Haints place in Birmingham, you know, to hook up with them oh, and yeah, do yeah, a yeah. big Daytona trip. Some of the best guys. And on the way there, I was like, you know what? Harley's fixing to put out a pen. Oh, no, you know what it was? Before I went, you guys released the video with Momoa mm-hmm. and tying the bike to the Heritage. And mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fuck, you know, like I... Got a, built a living off a of Harley and I've given you guys like $500 over the, the course of my <laughs> life, you know? Like, awesome. So I it was, was like, time for you this step is a, yeah, this is a good way for me to like show support That's for awesome. this new step in a different direction. Yeah. And, uh, so I call up my buddy at a dealership, I'm like, Hey, I want the first one that shows up in Texas. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want any deals or nothing. Like, you know, give me a friend yeah. deal, but I want to yeah. like get it and communicate to my people. Yeah exactly what I experienced. You know, I right. don't wanna have any yeah. so he was like, All right, cool. And I guess you guys did a what was it? Like a you sent out a bunch of units for people to test ride. We did some of that, yeah. Then he calls me up, he's like, Hey, you want me to set you up to test ride? And I was yeah. like, I don't wanna know that I'm buying the inferior motorcycle before I buy it, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just want that bike and yeah. so then when I finally came in and I went and got it and fucking rode it to Tennessee around Loretta Lens, I was like yeah. Holy fuck! Like I, I I guess I just didn't expect it to be so close and (laughs) badass as the BMW. Like, and it was like way beyond, dude. And it's so sick. And put the flames on it. Like
1: Mm -hmm. right out of the gate, I've just fucking been loving it. Well, when we when we set out to design Pan America, we we were thinking about you. Yeah, (laughs) were you? We were thinking about Dan Hardick. Yeah, Um, (laughs) you nailed it. I know. No, so when. So if you look at the adventure touring, like that segment and like those riders. The Power Rangers? Yeah. We call it the the Gore-Tex Vortex. The Gore-Tex
0: Vortex. I said,
1: what we don't want to end up with is a motorcycle that is going to be kind of in that, that, going to be categorized in that space. We have to sort of do it our own way. Mm -hmm. And um, so we worked, Um, I worked really closely with um, a guy named John Becafee at the time who was helping us, well, he's running marketing for Harley Davidson at the time. I think that's what he was doing. Um, and we said, we created this, he he asked me, he's like, you know, what is the, what is the Pan America, like the rider in the, in your mind, the design team's mind, like who's the rider? And I said, well, it's not the Gore-Tex Vortex. It's, it's a Harley guy that has been looking for sort of a new adventure and a new way to kind of experience Harley in different places. It's, it's a bloody Carhartt wax cotton jacket with, Bourbon spilled on it and whiskey and muddy. And it's a ripped up Pendleton blanket and it's Ray-Bans. It's not, you know, whatever else Oakley's, you know? And so I used all these signals. (laughs) And so John goes, well, you're describing like an outlaw explorer. And I said, that's, that's our guy and that's our girl. Yeah. So we really wanted to make sure that we, we created something that allowed our people to embrace riding anywhere they wanted to go any kind of terrain anywhere, any place, which is exactly what you did with the motorcycle. So that's why when I, when I told you the other day that you, were, you're sort of our, our key per persona for that motorcycle. <laughs> it is, it's, it's uh it's danger, Dan. Well, it's been
0: awesome. You know, what's really cool is you nailed all that and, and getting to take it like the places I've been South America, Central America, around America mm-hmm. and the reactions I get just like, you know, you're it's still part of that. The Harley people like, yeah. I mean, that's the greatest thing about the brand is everybody in it, that right. loves the you're right. fucking badge. And you're right. it's like I was just, you know, traveling and meeting the people. I didn't even have to learn Spanish in South America because right. most of the people that wanted to come up and talk, the bike they'd gone out of their way yeah. to learn English because they love Harley so much. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> You know, that's one of the first things I learned about the brand when I was in my probably mid 20s. I bought a road road King was the second new Harley I bought or f- the second Harley Davidson. I bought, I bought a th- big twin flathead a little earlier, a ULH, a 39 ULH and turned that into a, a bobber. Um, when I was a little bit younger, but the first new Harley I bought was a Har- was a road King. And I, and the first summer I had it, I worked at Ford motor company at the time, didn't work for Harley, but the Ford would close for a couple of weeks in the summertime to like repave the parking lots in the building. I worked at like the, the design center mm-hmm. and, um, and so we just had like, I was cut loose for a couple of weeks and I had been recently divorced and I was sort of in that mindset where it's like, I, I need to like think about what I want to do next with my life. And so I just packed the bike and, and took off by myself with a tent and you know, how you do it and just took off. Um, I wanted to see Bonneville. I wanted to see Sturgis. I wanted to see Portland and I wanted to see California. And so I just, with no like plan, I just headed West, you know, and you're right. You go, you, I would find myself in these I tried to stay off the interstates as much as I could. And you find yourself at night, either in like little diners in the morning or at night in a bar, you know? And you don't, I, what I, what my, my MO was always to pitch a tent behind a church,
0: but not okay. on Saturday night. Yeah, not so, on Saturday night. Yeah,
1: so it was always a safe place to sleep. And, but, but half the time, if you're just, if you're in some kind of public place in a little town, someone is like, oh, is that your bike? They all want, it's, it's the badge, like you said. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you just stay on the couch. Yeah. Or I've got a room, or we have, you know, whatever. And so, uh, there was a lot of times where I didn't even like. I was sleeping with a roof over my head that I didn't pay for, and it was just because someone was like, "Oh, you're on your own. You're riding across, and oh, my dad did that, or I did that when I was younger." Yep. And it's just, I had no idea how powerful the brand was in that way. And it's just like the community is so awesome. And you know, I'm not like I wasn't like I'm. I'm still not. I would say a typical Harley person. I don't have any tattoos. You know, I have to keep my hair pretty short. For my job you really? know i'm kind of working for the in man. the design team
0: you gotta have a short hair but you know i'm not like Is that set- to gain respect <laughs> among your
1: peers is that what it is no <laughs> i don't know what I'm, i don't know i'm letting it go now a little bit but um anyway um yeah so it's just people just like they want to like know your story they want to tell you their stories about the bu- about. that's the really what they want to do right and yeah. it's like it's this fabric that's been woven probably since it's 120 years old you mm-hmm. know and we're all part of it now yeah and, you know, whether whether you're being filmed or you're, you know you're an influencer or, or you know it doesn't matter if you're just doing it you're part of the family and that's what was so refreshing about it because I did I did ride other brands mm-hmm. I rode BMW I had a BMW it was my first bike that an old vintage BMW that I restored that's how I, that was my first motorcycle and the BMW crew they were they were nice enough but it wasn't like it wasn't like you know hey man let's show you how to do it or you know I remember just struggling restoring that BMW it was a 1955 R50 and trying to find parts. And so I'm like, God, it's a pain in the ass. It took me three or four years to restore it. And then I rode it every day back and forth to work. And then eventually that bike led to somebody who had a huge collection of old Harleys. And I, and that's how I got into old Harleys. And I've told the story a few times, but when I started to restore that big twin flathead, that 39, the difference between restoring a BMW with that crew, no offense to BMW riders and Harley folks is that when I started restoring that bike, everybody wanted to help me. And I, I was getting parts, I was getting like, let me let me hone your cylinders, you know? And it was like, it was just because I was like some young kid who was interested in Harley Davidson, it was like the whole, like the gates came down and it was like, that bike restored itself, you know? Yeah. Because everyone just wanted to help me. And I'd never had experienced anything like that with any other brand. So that that, that set the hook, man. Yeah. It was like, I'm, this is a this is brand that, this is my brand. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people probably have that same kind of experience.
0: Well, it, absolutely. <laughs> It, going down to South America, they, they have to want it so much more. You know, mm, like it's pretty mm. easy up here, you yeah, know, like, right. yeah, yeah, 100%. Dude, those people down there, I mean, yeah. they're fighting for it, even if they don't got it, you know, like, right. There's a, there's some guys I rode with in Argentina, and there's a brand from Argentina called Zanella, and they have this bike called the Patagonia Eagle, and it's, you know, yeah. every guy who can't have a Harley down there, that's, oh, they okay. got a Zanella, you know? All right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, they just,
1: the, the badge, it brought so many good experiences down there. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, so Dan, when did you start? You know, when did Harley come into your world, your life? Um.
0: So I had a kid. Mm-hmm. I got my wife pregnant. We didn't yeah. have much money, so yeah. I went to Wyoming <clears throat> and got a job on a rig. Yeah. And worked a whole winter, saved up a bunch of money. Yeah. And uh, I came back to town and. And I was like, man, I can't look like a pussy in front of my kid. I got to have a motorcycle. (laughs) So I told my wife this, Uh, and I started looking. She's like, just do whatever you need to do, you know? Right. So you did it for the kids. I did it for the kid, you know? Well, then I had a friend, and I was looking at, you know, something real cheap. And my buddy Greg, he was like, do not fucking buy anything but a Harley Davidson, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. I ended up buying, like, a 2007 Heritage Classic. Yeah, yeah. Fucking rode the piss out of that yeah, thing. Yeah, Spent yeah. Spent all the money I saved up that winter. We were broke again, and mm-hmm. then the kid came. But I had a bike, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Set a good example for him. That's amazing. Yeah, thank, <laughs> you, for, thank you for that. Future customer. <clears throat> That's awesome.
0: But, you know, that bike immediately, you know, fuck, I, it opened up so many doors immediately. Yeah, You yeah. know, like right there in my area. People that had been around me for a long time that I didn't know. and Yeah. As soon as I had that bike, we just started meeting. yeah the power of the brand for sure started working on it traveling on it Mm -hmm. strapped a guitar to it went on toward the country Mm -hmm. it's amazing that's actually how I heard about this show oh is that right I was playing a bar in uh in Madison called the Wisco Mm -hmm. and I rode in it was fucking it was in November the band was like you're riding touring the Midwest and you're gonna bring your I'm like "Yeah, yeah fuck yeah dude the fucking that ride to the Wisco was brutal I mean I showed up at the bar I think I just Drop my bike on the ground my hands were just stuck like this i go in and order a beer and i have to drink it i I can't even use my hands and then some dude named danny comes in with a leather jacket you know he yells at the bartender he's like there's a fucking bike out here with texas plates on it where is oh there he is (laughs) (laughs) and the bartender had a panhead that he had ridden Mm. to the bar that night you know he didn't live very far yeah but he rode it and uh he told me about the mama tried show that his friends do in february and i'm like fuck I, it's hard to ride in november why the fuck would you have a bike show in february <laughs> you know
1: yeah because nobody else has one in february and uh yeah. so the
0: next gig was in chicago but the next morning i met up with him and we rode straight to milwaukee for the went show to the museum no oh no. This, was, just, this, was,
1: this was november yeah he
0: just wanted to he was like come on i want to go yeah. with the ride so he took me like yeah. It was funny. We were pulling into town. He actually opened my eye up to something that I hadn't been doing at the time. I would always try and like if we were going to play, you know, and if we were playing in Chicago, I'm going to stop and get gas outside mm-hmm. of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him before we get to Milwaukee, like, dude, pull over. Let's get some gas before we get into the city. And he's like, yeah. no. And he takes me to the ghetto, dude, like <laughs> the dirtiest gas station. I mean, you could have gotten anything on that corner. <laughs> and he was like, I just wanted you to see this, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like. I'm so glad you did that. Like I, yeah, you know, yeah. and then we went straight to the museum yeah. and he's like, you want to check it out? And I was like, no, let's keep riding. You know? And, and then here we are like eight years later. Yeah. Nine years, seven yeah. years. I don't know. Pretty cool. It is. That cool. guy did yeah. finally reach out. I told that story once and yeah, he sent me an email. I oh, is that remember right? remember his name. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. So designing a bike, like how did, so with the Pan America, you, you, you reached out to the marketing guy. You're like, how did? How did? What's the very beginning processes? I mean, and who decided that you were even going to
1: do something yeah. in that realm? So, yeah. So the ideas for the motorcycles inside the company can come from a variety of sources. So we have, um, of course, we have folks that are at dealerships, like that that are responsible for you know keeping the dealership stocked and maintaining the relationships with all of our dealerships all over the world, mm-hmm. the regional regional folks, regional okay. commercial folks. And they may hear of a bike or maybe there's, they're getting some feedback on how to improve one of our motorcycles or they see something that's happening with trends or whatever in their area. Mm-hmm. So they could get back to us and say, hey, what about something like this, for instance? We have product planning people as well that kind of monitor... What's happening in the world of motorcycles and looking at our portfolio and they might say hey we haven't updated this bike in a while we need to think about this bike Mm -hmm. and then you have the you have the design team uh which is my team and we do we do this um work called adi it's called advanced design and ideation and it's where ideation ideation and really all it is it's 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 my so i have a 25 person design team everybody pretty much rides pretty much Um, we're super close to the customers. A lot of us are super passionate Harley riders. Even before we worked here, Mm -hmm. some folks came from other brands, but that's okay. You got to have a good kind of worldview and kind of open-minded approach with your talent. Absolutely. Um, and we go to a lot of shows like mama tried. We go to born free. We go to Fokker say, we go to places all over the world. Fokker say, Fokker say, yeah, it's in Europe. It's it's a big one. Um, and, um, Sturgis, of course, and Daytona, the kind of the classics. And we're always looking for, you know, we, we look for what our customers are doing with the motorcycles. Some of the like the some of the most successful motorcycles the, the motor company has ever created were in some ways relatively low-hanging fruit. Someone once told me, somebody who worked on the design team with Willie said, you know, the biggest hits are a lot of times the lowest hanging fruit. And he's and he was right. So Fat Boy. Was something they saw, you know, outside was the, So there, were, there was a dealership who was building, kind of modernizing a heritage to look like that, and that kind of sparked the idea inside the studio at that time. Um, Street Glide was the same kind of situation. Somebody was cutting down Electro Glide and kind of making it feel more custom and getting rid of to the tour pack and painting everything, you know, sort of darker colors. That's where that all came from. Um, and you know, like bikes like Lowrider ST that we just revealed, the same thing. you we were watching what folks were doing in Southern California with you know, FXRs and Dynas and so on mm-hmm. saying, Hey, how do we take their idea and make it better, but then make it available to everybody. So sort of embrace because it's a great idea, Yeah. You know, push rod performance. And so, um, so this ADI process, my team does, we, 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 we take a certain part of the year where we, we put it, we, we, we have some time where they can stop working on whatever they're working on for a second. Um, that's kind of already in the hopper and think about new things. Like what okay. are we seeing? And so they'll do like we'll, a big we'll, think tank we will look like a 300 sketches. They're all sketching They're all They're all making drawings of motorcycles. Okay. And we have a big board inside the studio and we put everything up and then we all stand around as a team and just everyone kind of defends their, you know, their ideas and pokes at everybody else's and supports everybody else's. And eventually we go from 300 sketches to one sketch and we get like the sketch. That's how we do it. Um pan america i would have to say came from the pro- the product planning folks at the time okay um in all honesty they they were seeing that the only one of the only segments of motorcycling at that time that was growing was adventure touring yeah and so they said we're not playing in this space you know and and we also noticed you know we spent some time at rawhide like you did mm-hmm. talking to those guys and and with other adventure riders i mean and we realized that the path to adventure touring for a lot of new adventure touring riders was coming off a Harley Davidson touring motorcycle. So either a road glide or a street glide or an no, electric glide or a limited. They usually had, they had a BMW GS. They had a Harley big touring bike in the garage. That's mm-hmm. what our, that's what our research showed. So we're like, this is kind of a no brainer. Yeah. And the, the, the trick inside the, the, the hard part inside the company was there were certain folks that really wanted us to duplicate the GS. They said, that's what they want. Just give them that, you know, and, and my, from Surely there was some pushback
0: too. like, no, that's not what Well, it came,
1: I would say a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, there, there were all kinds of opinions inside the company and, and to be honest, they all had valid points, you know, but there was just no way that I was going to design it. I want to copy anything, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, if we're gonna, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it our way and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the ethos of Harley Davidson and do it. So it appeals to somebody like you who knows the brand and is you know passionate about the brand. So we, you know, so that's what we set out to do. So it's got, it's got, you know, it's got, if you if you look at the DNA of Pan America, it's the same DNA that's in this 36 knucklehead, it's the same DNA that's in a road glide. Mm-hmm. You know, powertrain on display, first thing you see is the crown jewel. Yeah. rest of the motorcycle is the setting that we put that jewel in. Um, you have to have like teardrop fuel tank shape, front fairing, if you're gonna do a fairing, Better look a little bit like a roguelite fairing or something that we love and that, you know our customers love. Yeah. So it's putting all these bits together and and then we kind of had the rough sketch and then we spent another six months just refining it, and making clay models and moving things around. Yeah, clay models. We use clay. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. We do full size clay models. It's you know it's fun. Clay allows you to ch- you can sculpt the fuel tank and mm-hmm. then an hour later to completely change it and look at it. and Go. Oh, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So clay allows you to quickly you know. Um, visually see it visually you know, see it and change it quick and, yeah. yeah and then we can scan it digitally and put it into a tube and it becomes surface and it's it's a whole process but um that's how we do it and it's just it's a lot of iteration it's a lot of what i think a lot of harley folks who build choppers and bikes like the ones in the show today mm-hmm. you're putting stuff together mocking it up getting back and looking at it having a beer you know yeah. kind of taking it outside get 20 30 feet 100 feet back is that seat right you know same conversations that you all have and then I had before I was a member of the com- of the company um, same conversations I used to have, just a lot of looking staring staring staring, mm-hmm. and then just trying to get everything just right and nailing every little new and then look at every angle and so it 's all the same stuff we just happen to have you know people that are professionally trained to do it and to help us do it, and a facility that's really built for just doing that yeah and then yeah so it''s, it's, it's, it's i mean it's a great it 's a great job
0: so you guys come up with a design <clears throat> and then. And then the engineers figure out how to make the rest of it happen. And then they yeah. come back and say, hey, this, this is a great idea, but we, you know, yeah, exactly if it doesn't right. work this way.
1: Yeah. Pull out your clay. Or the, and or the engineers may come, come back and say, you know what? We like this, but what about this? We'd make it even better. And so, that, and so they're helping us, like, you know, everyone's working together. The marketing team comes in, gives us, like, how do we think about it? So before the bike's even done, you know, hey, Brad, what, what's the narrative here? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? How does this speak to the story of Harley Davidson? Let's start thinking about that like the Outlaw Explorer conversation we had mm-hmm. with Pan America, We were, before the bike was even done, we, had, we, we knew you. <laughs> and so we had photos of you and we had like, here's what this person, it's what their lifestyle's like. And we, I mean, it's crazy how dialed in we get it, but you have to, because there's, there's so much money at stake and there's yeah. you know, the, the brands at so stake. So how
0: long was the process?
1: <laughs> it can take like, a motorcycle design can take anywhere from a year and a half to four years. Wow, it's depending on the scope. I mean, even like this one was like, Pan America this was long, is so well, different. Than Pan the America one. was it was in the yeah. I can't really tell you how long you know. I'm sure someone from BMW is probably listening, but they know you know it's a ground up motorcycle takes longer than a lot longer than just changing the, yeah, the paint out of fuel tank. You
0: know. Yeah, was that so? Was that drivetrain? Was that in the works already, or did that It was all part had, of it?
1: so Rev Max. We knew we had that's the that's name. right. It was from the yeah that's in the V Rod. No, no, it's totally not, different. not a single shared part. Really, no one, everyone says that. I don't think yeah. yeah, it's a sixty-degree V-twin, but there's no shared parts. We okay. certainly there were certainly learnings from V Rod that went into that powertrain. Okay, but just learnings, just like intelligence. I feel so much better about that not being associated with V Rod at all. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> it's just like a weird the V Rod. Yeah, it's just like no, you know. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I there's there's some motorcycles in in our history where it's really interesting to me to hear people talk about why they love them or why they don't. And I'm not buying or selling by the way. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not really a V-Rod.
0: I think now, like before I just, they didn't do nothing for me, but like now meeting, like there's cult following out there. For I know. Like there are people, I know the weirdest
1: people I know love V-Rod. So I know it's, it's, uh, I know someone just contacted me the other day. Um, we're going do it again. Um, well, I we can't talk about product, but there's no, no, there's no plans. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's not shared at all. So that
1: drivetrain yeah. was developed as well to go... It was completely separate. Yeah, yeah RevMax was separate. Um, speaking, though, of shared parts on powertrains, did you know that the pushrod collars on a Milwaukee 8 are Dash 36 part number? That's no. my favorite thing, that that is a 1930... That was on a knucklehead. That's where that part was engineered, and no we're still using way. it on the current yeah motor <clears throat> that's wild. nobody knows that but it, yeah, if you if you know that's a whole nother level of fetish with the brand when you start <laughs> looking at part numbers and like when stuff was made Uh huh. but i love that about the brand that we can have a part from 1936 on our 2000 that's insane I don't, really oh no I mean, what other company can say that I mean, it's just yeah anyway so people say we you know we've evolved too far and stuff but hey man there's still parts on the the damn motor from 1936
0: i mean you know yeah it's gonna like there's a lot of people that wouldn't be happy if you didn't put out a shovelhead next year you know like yeah. or
1: you know like yeah, yeah i don't know how oh man it's a it's yeah some days it's it's a tough job um it's a great job but when i say tough is like reading comments and social media you can't do that i know i don't don't and do I tell it. and I tell other executives post and ghost. If you're going to get on there, just post and ghost. That's a great way to, to do it. Yeah, you can't because it's just it's a it's a rabbit hole. It's like look, it's like staring at a stock price every day. Well, it's and the most thing. negative energy is yeah. what what comes out the yeah the most on that. But shit. people are so passionate about the brand, and I get it. You know, I get it. But. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that they say, like, you'll read and say, and it's just like, oh, man, if they only knew, like, this, this or that, or, like, what's coming or what we just did, you know, or what the... You the can't tell story. them. You can't talk to all of them. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it is. It just eats your stomach lining away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you got motorcycles to design, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So what's exactly. next? What's what's the next one? The next big project?
1: Well, I can't. we can't talk about future products, but um, we're always looking. We go to shows like this yeah. and try to find... You know, ideas. And, oh, I got a question about the yeah. back to Pan America. Did it hit as well as you guys thought it was going to? It, it probably hit? hit better than we thought. Really? We didn't think we'd have the number one selling adventure touring motorcycle the first year in North America. Mm-hmm. We did not think we were gonna. It was gonna be that popular that quick.
0: I knew it. Did you when you wrote it? Yeah. No, no, not Before I wrote it, just knowing like the oh, people, the, like there was so many people that would love an adventure bike, but they're not gonna <laughs> join the Gore Tex Vortex. That's and, right. they kind of freaking BMW. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a lot. I mean. People out there building adventure bikes out of a Harley. I mean, yeah. I built one out of a Sportster. Yeah. I definitely wasn't the first person to do that. That's right. Yeah. And there was just like, not really a need. You know, we didn't need it, but yeah. there's there's definitely that yeah. explorer in the brand that wanted to go
1: further. You know? Yeah, you're riding right. dirt bikes. Right. You know? And you're right. It was happening everywhere. Every, I mean, there were all over the world. People were taking Sportsters and taking them off road, or taking just Harleys in general. Just
0: Harleys in general. Yeah. And yeah. I think it
1: just took. You know, it just we had to kind of get over our internal sort of like what is a Harley in our own heads inside the company, there was a moment where we had to all think about that. And I'll admit, I was even a bit hesitant at first because it was one of the first projects that was handed to me when I got to Harley. It was like, all right, we're going to do an adventure bike. I mean, I was hesitant. I'm like, what? I would, it are we wouldn't
0: gonna, even register. How like, are we going to do this? You guys are putting it out and I was not even thinking about <laughs> buying it. Like I had that never even crossed my mind. And yeah. then, it, and then literally riding the BMWs would open my mind to go, Oh, maybe I, I could yeah. buy a new I could buy a new bike like yeah. this
1: and, yeah. you know? I mean I think it's open it's like it's opened up it's just there's a whole new batch of customers that are now like oh Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the job of all of us are trying that's what we're trying to do inside the product development side of the company is we're trying to get people to think a little bit differently about the brand. And um Harley Davidson can be so much to so many people. I th- I think what what I notice folks struggle with is that And this is really the corporation's own, you know, this is our own fault in many ways. I wouldn't call it maybe it's not a fault, but, the, you know, there was so much money to be made in the late 90s and early 2000s with Mm -hmm. sort of the persona of the Harley rider. Yeah. And it was very much based in heritage. It was like, it's the leather, you know what I mean? And we just played into that Mm -hmm. because that was what people wanted. But it became so big that that's all anybody can think about when they think Harley riders. They think that particular person. And if you go back into the 70s and 60s and 50s, Harley was like so many other things. You know, We were, we were off road. We were camping. We were racing. Yeah. We were on the salt flats. We were cruising. Um, so the company has been incredibly innovative. And we had a really wide variety of riders at that point. But when the '90s hit, late '80s through the '90s and into the early 2000s, it just became like one. Like Harley, Harley Rider is just can only be this one person. Yeah, you're and, right. And that's what we've been fighting ever since.
0: So I uh, read a book. What's it called? Building, rebuilding the brand, or rebuilding the Bra- badge? You familiar with this book? No, is it is it about Harley? Davidson? Yeah, it was a guy that worked okay. in the the okay. marketing. Oh, I've heard, yes, I heard about this. Yeah. You know, and just talked about you know yeah. when Willie G bought the company back, and yeah. you know they just. Redesign the advertising and the, the people that they were marketing to. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like pretty much the stuff that they were running from. Like, they, we don't want to be involved with the one percenters, you know, yeah, early yeah. on. And yeah, 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 now yeah. they're like, no, 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 you can be a one percenter on the weekend. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a really interesting perspective. Uh, yeah. It's a good book.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we embrace that side of the culture. I mean, there is an outlaw aspect to Harley Davidson that will never go away. And we don't want it to ever go away because it is about, it is, as cliched as it sounds, it, it's about freedom and, and making your own decisions in your life and kind of living the way you want to live. Mm-hmm. I want to work for a company that, you know, that supports those things, Yeah. Know? but there's also, you can go too far and it can get, it can go off into a tangent where it's like, it starts to alienate everybody else. And it's, you're, there's one type of person and so mm-hmm. on. So, well, and that's, yeah.
0: that's funny. Cause I, I get that a lot, especially like on this trip, I went out of my way, which is something I don't normally do traveling in America. So like, like when I would see other people on bikes, I would just like, if there was a group of GSs, I would roll up yeah. and just start talking in English to them, They, yeah. you know, yeah. and they'd be like, you know, they don't understand me. And then they yeah. see the bike and they're like, wait a second, that's, that's the Pan America, you know, yeah. and they're like, yeah. we're not really communicating, but I can just see it. They're like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and then somebody will come up and be like, man, we didn't really expect to see this right. or you or. But right. you're also exactly what we would expect to see, if the, you know. I, it, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. it was a funny thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: but it's yeah. it's tricky when you when when you when the world assumes there's only one customer, and you're trying to do, you're trying to bring new people into the brand, and mm-hmm. you're trying to, you know, go into a new, a new segment like like adventure touring, and the expectations are exactly that. Like, how are you going to do it? And but you, it's you, you know that they're all all walks of life. Can love heart like an embrace harley davidson you know mm-hmm. whether you show it on the outside or not you could have a maverick outlaw streak inside you and work on wall street i don't know you know yeah and so to just to be that narrow-minded to think it's just this one thing that's what kind of bums me out and i think it's in, in many reasons it's what kind of concerns me a little bit about our you know the world right now
0: is that yeah well people i think they also like see themselves in the brand so much and when yeah. they see the brand do something that they're not sure of you know it just yeah it's like what are they doing yeah like hey i don't want to be associated with that it's kind of like the electric bike i'm like wait a second you know that's tough you know and i'm sure that there was like even releasing it you're like fuck we don't want to like make people we don't want to run people off that are here right but uh you know how can we enlighten them to show them that this is part of it well
1: look what we did right after pan america and it was very intentional electric glide revival So everyone's everyone's freaking out about electric and adventure touring like that one. I shouldn't say everybody, but that one core customer is really concerned about what's happening with Harley Davidson. And so Electric Glide Revival was a way for us to just say, no, we know exactly what the traditional. What is I don't know what that is. Oh, you haven't seen the, so Electric Glide Revival is a, it's a, it's a bike that we put out. Oh, it's the, that's a nod to the 69. The one Bacon Bot, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the blue and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was a way for us to go, no, we still love this too. This means everything to us. Yeah, 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 We're never going to abandon that, you know. Lowrider ST, same thing. So it, it, I think what we learned there is that it's in the the portfolio, you have to have the right balance of bikes to make sure that you're not alienating anybody, Mm -hmm. you know. You're bringing new people in. And But at the same time, you're making sure that the folks that have been there forever have some really, really yeah. sort of, you know, juicy bits to to bite into.
0: So when I, you know, was thinking about buying that BMW, I think that one of the reasons I was thinking about going that extreme was just because I know people would just assume I'm just like a chopper guy. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I'm like, no, I love all motorcycles, you know. Like, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirt bikes of multiple brands. And- yeah, yeah. You know, I'll just I'll buy I'll really throw them off and get this BMW, yeah. you know, uh, which
1: is I mean, at, and, and, and that's really the, that's the ethos of Harley Davidson is just doing what you f- want to do. Right. I yeah. mean, so and, 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 and in a way, it's what it's about being. It, it, it's American. It couldn't be anything more American than that. Right. That's exactly right. Dude. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's all it's all good, man. Well, Brad, thank you for sitting down. With yeah, it was man. great to finally meet. I you. want to do
0: this again. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I would be, as be, we as we move along this road of life, and let's uh, do it. I would love uh, to. I can't check wait to in. see what you guys do next, and yeah, we'll turn these off, and you can tell me.
1: <laughs> no problem. I'll give you all the details. Thanks, Brad. All right, man. Good to see you. Nice to meet you.